Welcome to The Dental Brief, the world's direct, right-to-the-point podcast produced to get you the information you need to learn and grow your practice. To learn more about our guests and find links to information discussed on our show, visit our website, dentalbrief.com. On to today's episode. Hello, everyone. Very excited today. I've got uh, Dr. Hazel Glasper uh, back on with me today. We loved having her on before. Um, Great information. Uh, I wanted to have her back on today specifically to talk about education, educating patients on uh, oral health and overall health. Dr. Glasper, good morning. morning. Thank you so much for being here. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. So (laughs) I'm great. I'm even better now. Thank you so much. Um, that's a great amount of good mornings. Uh, let's, let's jump right into it. So I know, um, you know, we've talked about your practice. We've talked about, um, working, uh, providing the highest level of service and care, Mm -hmm. um, to patients, Mm -hmm. um, prior. One of the things that I wanted to talk about to really offer that next level of service to increase, uh, production, um, we have to talk about educating patients. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's jump. Yeah, yeah. Part of it. Yes, totally agree. The I don't hear dentists talk about this very often. Um, It seems like they want to talk to them about the actual dentistry work. They want to inform their patients about that, what they're going to do to treat um, a tooth, for instance, uh, the drill and fill or the crown or the implant or what have you. But the overall health of the patient doesn't seem something like they get into. So what? Um, so we know it's a problem. What I want to do is talk about the solution. How does a dentist start doing this? How does a practice start to implement a strategy uh, and a process to talk to patients about their overall uh, physical health? Well, one of the first things is make sure that when you go over the medical and dental history, that you're familiar with the links between certain medical conditions and oral conditions. So the only way that you can be comfortable with talking to the patient about uh, glaucoma or talking to them about uh, the relationship with sinus issues, cardiovascular issues, kidney issues, all those things is you have to be well-versed on it. So you have to, one, we have to do research. We have to understand the connection. The second thing is that understand most patients have not heard it the way that we're going to present it. And many of them will not believe it until we say it. So what do, what am, what do I mean by that? You have to inform them. You have to be very honest. And when you do that, you don't talk to the patient with them reclining in the chair looking up at you. You sit the patient up and you're eye to eye or maybe even a little lower than the patient because you don't want them to feel intimidated because what you're going to talk to them about is intimidating enough and new enough that you're, um, you're, you're starting the trust building at that point. One, when you come into the room with the patient, you should have already reviewed their medical and dental history. You should have looked at their digital photographs taken by your uh, assistant. You should look at the intraoral images that have already been taken. So when you come in and you should have already had a conversation with your assistant about this patient, it's a whole new conversation a whole new way of being received 
if you come in knowing that patient and 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 being prepared you, you at that point they feel like you're thorough you're comprehensive that you care about them and then you have all these aids to educate them so you can pull up the intraoral image and you can talk about the amount of calculus on the tooth that is not only causing damage to the gum and the bone, but it's also getting into the gingival vasculature, going into the systemic circulation and could potentially lead to strokes and heart attacks. So it, it just, patient education now is not just simply talking to the patient about what's needed. Honestly, when we start talking about crowns and root canals and all those things, they tune out. They're not connected to that type of language. What they want to know is what is the problem? How do I fix the problem? How is it affecting me? What are the consequences of not addressing it? Will it be more costly in the future? Um, will I suffer because of it? So you're, you're, talk, you're, you're talking about a bigger picture. You're not just talking about getting that tooth extracted and putting an implant. You're talking about the digestive process. If you don't have posterior teeth, you can end up with gastrointestinal problems. That's a different conversation. Sure, yeah. And that's a conversation that patients are open to. So we've talked before about educating patients and spending time with them and investing time. Because I have to imagine, let me back up a little bit. I have to imagine a lot of dentists aren't getting this deep with their patient or this thorough with their patient because of time, right? right. They have numbers, they have staff, they have overhead, they have student loan debts, so on and so and forth. So, so they're worried. So do I. <laughs> Right. Yes. So, but, but they do have these things, right? So they're concerned. And I always say, you know, it's always being good. That puts us, it's always today that keeps us from having a better tomorrow. Right. So we're so worried about paying the bills today that we focus in on that. So we miss out on bigger opportunities. So good gets in the way of greatness. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm, mm -hmm. I think a lot of our audience has probably heard that term before. Maybe they haven't implemented it. So if you're worried about investing time because you're trying to see the next patient, because you're trying to keep production up, because you're trying to pay the bills, you're trying to keep the lights on, so to speak, um, how do you take a step back? And uh, you know, how do you recommend that a dentist takes a step back and says, hey, slow down a little bit, spend a little bit more time, uh, invest more time uh, looking into imagery? How do you make that shift? Well, you deal with the why. Why would you do it? If, 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 if you're running to the next room to do a crown on one patient and then to the next room to do endo on the other patient and then to the next room uh, to do a filling on the next patient, why wouldn't you just do endo a crown and a filling on the patient right in front of you? Sure. Because they need all of that. Right. And many dentists, I'll tell you a secret. Many dentists don't tell them that they need all that. They tell them the one problem that they focus on. Why do you think that is? 
I think that dentists don't want to overwhelm the patient. I think it's our fear that if we tell them too much, uh, that they're going to leave the practice. They're going to think we're trying to sell them something. Uh, my thing is stop selling teeth and start promoting health. The patient has the right to hear every single problem that is going on inside of their mouths. Just like when you go to your internist. You know, I'll tell you a quick story. Can you imagine going to the internist because you've been lethargic? You haven't, you just don't feel well, right? And they take blood work and they get the report back and they tell you that, you know, you have an issue with your red blood cells, but they don't tell you that you have an issue with your creatinine levels or your white blood cell count or all of that. That would be malpractice Sure. that they didn't tell you all those things. But dentists will get a patient and know that they have periodontal disease. They know that they have recurrent decay. They know they have occlusal disease. They know they have mal, you know, this malalignment that's contributing to the periodontal disease. But they only tell them, they only address their chief complaint. Is that malpractice? I think it's a great point. I think it's um, I think it's something for our audience to definitely contemplate. I mean, it certainly sounds like it to me. I'm not a dentist, as you know, um, but yeah, I mean, I would agree with that. If you went into your uh, primary care physician and they didn't tell you, they knew something was wrong and they didn't tell you about it, they would. I think there's an element to it, and this is outside of clinical care, but I think there's an element to it um, too, where people are afraid that the customer can't pay or they're they're trying to guess the finances. Um, of the customer. That's none of their business. I agree with you wholeheartedly. I think it's that is none of your I business. agree, but I, I would also um, add on that. Um, it, it, well, it is none of their business, and I agree with that. Um, <laughs> they don't know. Some of the wealthiest people that we'll run into on a day-to-day, you'll never notice. Right? They're not know. rocking the Gucci. They're not driving the Mercedes. <laughs> they're driving the old P. The old that's why they're rich. right, and they're loaded. That's why they're and rich. And to spend 10, 12, 15 grand on their dental health to them is nothing. Um, but it's when you approach them like it is timid, I've got bad news for you, or you know, let's go over the cheap option. Um, why not? Which obviously we know what that is. Why not actually say, Here's what I recommend that you do? And if the person says, I can't right. afford it, another conversation. as a doctor, yeah. as a doctor. This is what I recommend. So as a coach, one of the, the reason why what I teach is it's doable and understandable is I teach you how to diagnose more. I teach you how to become comfortable with diagnosis. I give you the tools that um, the, help you with the language, the communication. I actually give you tools to use to diagnose more. I show you how patients uh, become more receptive to a higher level of care, not a higher level of care because it's going to help your bottom line. Sure. Even though it will, but because they need it. Yeah, they need it. Our audience needs to hear more of you, Dr. Glasper. I'm so glad that you're here. I'm going to invite our audience to reach out to you. Um, <laughs> website is drglasper.com. So that's drglasper.com. Um, Reach out to her. Um, also, uh, Dr. Glasper, um, 
would you please come back on? Anytime you have any speaking events, please come back on. Let us know. We'll help promote those for you because I, I want my audience to know more about this. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, I have one coming up in September, actually. Where is that? It's, it's, it's Washington, D.C. at the Eaton Hotel. It's called Sister to Sister. It's a uh, new level in dentistry. It's um, a conference for women of color. Excellent. And it's, is it, it's groundbreaking. Is it specific? Actually. You said it's specific to dentistry? Yes. It's a female dentist. That's fantastic. Awesome. Um, when we get off here, go ahead and shoot me over the, um, if there's a website or some more information on that, I would love to promote that as well. Um, yes. Folks, Dr. Glasper, drglasper.com. Thank you again for coming on. Thank you. Have a good one, Patrick. Hope to talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us on today's episode. Did you know you can weigh in on today's topic on Facebook? Search The Dental Brief on Facebook or visit our website, dentalbrief.com, and just follow the link. We look forward to having you join us again on another episode of The Dental Brief.